Hello, podcast friends, and welcome to our new episode of IT Coffee Break. I'm Anastasia Eliseeva, Communication Specialist at EPAM Czech Republic. Today, we have a coffee break with Thomas Zenko. Welcome, Thomas. How are you today? Uh, thank you, Anastasia. I'm doing great. What about you? Good, good. Can't wait to start our discussion. You know, 2021 is a big year because we celebrate the 20th anniversary of the Agile Manifesto. That's why... We want to discuss some theory today with Thomas and uh, put it into practice. We want to reflect on agile working plus agile living in uncertain times. My co-host is definitely the right person to talk about agility. Thomas is a senior agile coach at IPAM Czech Republic. He has been with IPAM for nine months now and has more than five years of agile coaching experience and lots of trainings and certificates ahead. Let's get smart about Agile fast. As usual, Thomas, we start with a quick this or that game. I ask and you choose one answer you like the most between the two. Ready? Yes, sure. Let's go ahead. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Ketchup or mustard? Uh, ketchup. Reading or writing? Reading. Skates or bike? Bike, definitely. And the toughest one, Scrum or Kanban? Hmm, I would say both, but if I need to choose, then uh, Scrum, I would say. Let's get to our Agile journey. So how did you get started in the Agile world and what sparked your interest? All right. I actually started a couple of years ago while it was not that popular in Czech Republic as it uh, these days. Why I started Agile actually gave me some answers that I didn't like about the waterfall or the waterfallish approach itself. And why is that? Well, mainly I would say that Agile uh, is a mindset that supports collaboration, people working together, and the main goal is to satisfy the customer. I see, and definitely now jumps to the question, what didn't you like at uh, the classical project management approach at Waterfall? Well, it was defined into the main stages, whatever you needed to do there. It was uh, mainly about command and control as a project manager. It wasn't that transparent to everyone who is working on what and, you know, like the visibility into the project wasn't so great. Agile actually comes with a with business value proposition that you can actually verify it in the very beginning after several sprints that the product that you're actually like working on has the added value for you, for the customer, for the market, which definitely uh, the waterfall approach does not. I see added value and the customer. I also heard agile mindset. So how do I get to agile thinking? Well, uh, there is a lot of behind it. Mainly it's about being adaptive to changes. You need to try to create a culture where you can learn and improve not only as an individual, but of course uh, as a team. You should be aiming on building trust around yourself. You should be able to take ownership of things and of course dare to speak up. If you don't like something, say it. If you like something, say it too. So that's probably about it. I'm sure that during your experience, you had uh, some, you know, common myths about Agile. So do you often face it as a coach? And can you debunk a common myth about Agile? Yes, sure. Very happy to. I mean, Agile really comes with a lot of misconceptions and myths. However, the one I face the most is that Agile is a silver bullet. And I can tell you that being Agile comes with lots of effort and it's definitely not a golden fish which will make the three wishes just happen. It's rather really easy to say that uh, Agile, if you do Agile, 
it will save you a lot of money. It will just make your time to market really shorter. And of course, your employees will be happier. Yes, that's a side effect that, that can actually happen. But Agile helps a company to become more, more adaptive. That's the main goal of Agile. What Agile means in the context of EPAM? And uh, you're talking about teams. How do we build Agile teams? Well, we organize around value, right? This is actually like the big, the biggest asset that we can we can try to do. So that's that's the reason why we or that's the way how we actually like uh, build up our teams. In terms of EPAM, what does it mean to be Agile? Well, uh, we want to be flexible for the needs of our customers and uh, somehow to satisfy them on their journey which they are facing. Sometimes we can help, sometimes we cannot, but we're trying to do our best in order to do so. I see a point. You've mentioned already that Agile is not a silver bullet, it is not a goldfish. I wonder how to manage Agile successfully and avoid burnout of team members because changing all the time, you must adapt fast. That's true, you know, and to be honest, Agile, it's nothing like a dogmatic. Agile is just a way how to make your goals happen. It's one of the ways, actually. It's not a, it's not the one and only but it's just one of the ways how to get uh to your goals and as it comes to you know burnouts of people and etc we tend to forget and especially in this digital era and when you take into consideration the software deliveries that we need to deliver a feature right we need to deliver some of the functionalities or something like that and we do only the delivery but we tend a lot to uh forget about the fun which is behind it where actually uh, if you worked from, from the office, you could experience it much more. So my advice to all the resource managers and to everyone is don't get rid of the fun while working. I love fun when working. <laughs> and how do you do that online? Maybe you have some best practices for actually running remote agile from your experience already. Yeah, we do. Uh, from time to time, we gather together and we play Among Us or we play poker or we play just tic-tac-toe, you know, that that's something we do. And basically, it lightens up the mood and everyone is more happier than before. We also, and you can notice that practice uh, if you're hospitalized in some in some hospital, right? So every single morning, a doctor comes for a morning visit just to see what is happening. Regarding that, we also organized a morning stand-up. We call it a morning uh, visit of, uh, of our uh, guys. Anyone can discuss and anything you want to. And we're getting closer. We are sharing pictures and everything. And it seriously helped us a lot to get to know each other because you also have newcomers joining your teams and you don't know them and especially being a newcomer in this era it's it's really hard so this is what we do and it really works for us it's amazing thank you very much for sharing i really love this idea with morning visits with such stand-ups that you socialize a little what are the best practices for actually running Agile within the enterprise you've you found during your five-year career as a coach. You know, I'll, I'll just repeat myself. I guess uh, it's mainly about it's mainly about people. It's about the values and it's about the principle itself. I mean, there are lots of practices, and frankly speaking, I'm agile agnostic. I don't care that much about uh, the practices that you can use. I find them as a useful tool. 
but still everything that we do we're trying to you know like tailor it to the needs of every single department company and stuff so to me actually really about it's really about people finding some work-life balance uh it's really about autonomy uh self-organization and stuff so so that's about it because simply my work is to help uh my or our customers attain the right level of agility that basically meets their needs therefore my work is not to create framework lock-ins nor to limit the agility that can be applied in the organization it, it doesn't matter if it's on the team level nor if it's at scale Agile agnostic. I love this yeah. attitude. Has Agile changed a lot during these 20 years from your perspective? Well, uh, Agile values celebrated 20 years of existence and I would say that a lot have changed. It was like 17 uh, developers uh, who created such values to improve the software delivery and basically it was about mainly like the software delivery and now you can see a lot of companies uh, doing Agile transformations to be closer to their customers. So as actually like now these days, we also have Agile HR, we also have Agile marketing, and basically you can see that there are some efforts as a as a modern Agile, which is trying to rename previous values as were uh, designed before or beyond Agile efforts. And basically all those are trying to accommodate to current problems that Agile can help them solve. And where do you see things going in the uh, next five years? Well, I seriously cannot tell you. <laughs> I would assume that Agile will become more natural and companies will adopt it as they go. The pandemic period, I would say that just speeding it up a bit. What do you do as an enterprise Agile coach at IPAM Czech Republic? So basically at IPAM, I am doing mainly like clients transformation and coaching. I have now two uh, of the clients where I'm doing uh, once uh, coaching, leadership, and of course the agile transformation as such. As it comes to that, we also have some of our internal activities as it comes to agile competency center. So basically I'm a trainer uh, of agile thinking. I'm a trainer of uh, Scrum and other frameworks. I'm also a coordinator for uh, Western Europe for agile thinking. So for 10 trainers, approximately for 10 trainers, and we're delivering it for the IPAM uh, employees to educate them on agile and agile mindset and agile thinking as such. So in a nutshell, very short way, this is what I do with IPAM. Super. Thank you very much for sharing. So what is your favorite training on agile? At EPAM? Well, I would definitely start with agile thinking and it's uh, applying agile uh, thinking principles into practice. It's like eight hours course, which is divided into two days. So we have four hours both days and it's super fun. I mean, I, I seriously like it. It gives you a great perspective on what agile is as a mindset. We don't talk there much about the frameworks. We don't talk there much about the tools. If you would have any additional questions towards that, feel free asking us. It's it's for sure something that you can do. However, our journey is to just give the explanation of agile mindset in six of the principles and to have it as interactive as possible. What is agile mindset? Well, it's really it's really difficult to say. I would say it's about some uh, psychological competencies that uh, you do as a behavior. It's about being customer focused. It's about taking ownership. It's about collaboration and uh, an effective collaboration itself. And of course, it's about a creating a culture of learn and improve. It's about leadership that basically we're going to create a world where everyone can be a leader. 
And it's about when you do a mistake or when you make a mistake that you're not going to get punished that you're going to get sort of celebrated for making a mistake and sharing it with, with our team so we can learn from it as a group and we can constantly improve. That's that's the mindset that I see behind it. It's, you know, like two words, it's customer centricity, to satisfy the customer as much as possible. And what's your favorite part of being an agile coach at IPAM Czech Republic? Well, I would say that Again, it's it's about the opportunities that we have. I'm facing two clients' transformations, and I'm really happy about it because not only I can give there a great value, I can also learn from that, and which is bringing which is bringing me a great value. And of course, the Agile Competency Center, as as such, uh, there are great people in there, and they are really knowledgeable, and you can do there quite a lot. So that's that's basically my story, which I see there, which is you know, like bringing me a great advantages. And what benefits does Agile give us? Well, to the company, it gives a possibility to be adaptive, to be flexible, to really understand what the client needs, to understand, like, how can we help our client the best? If there is a journey that we are at with the client, we can easily change some of the aspects. So we move forward as a as a one team. It's about partnership. It's not only about some vendor management as such. What it can bring us as a people in in the individual way of thinking, it's about adopting a growth mindset. So basically you can understand that it is easy to become fixed in your thinking. And when you do this, it limits your ability to explore uh, new ways of doing things. So you need to understand that you never stop learning and it is important to be open-minded and challenge some of your existing thoughts patterns. So maybe some of them are not useful anymore and some of them are not relevant anymore. Could you tell me a little bit more about uh, these success stories, about these transformations? You're, you're partnering right now with uh, the two different enterprises, right? So that you're helping them to go through this agile transformation, right? Right. That's completely true. And with one of the clients, and uh, we, we started actually like in June 2020, we started an agile transformation and management, actually the local management wanted just to give it a try, just to see if it's good for them, if it suits their needs or not. So we planned to go only for 2020, for half a year, just to explore, you know, the potential ways. Now we're, you know, starting 2021 uh, with the same team, with the same team of people and actually like Agile organically growth within their organization. And there is a great demand for Agile that actually like other departments there, they see that Agile is bringing some added b- value or some benefits and they want to experience it on their own too. So we're not trying to push it to them. We're not trying to say, hey, there is Agile, so adapt it, otherwise you will die. But we are actually like showing on real cases that where Agile helped others in their organization, so uh, we can adapt it there too. So that's that, that's that's just really great. And actually, our client is part of a European group. And in Czech Republic, we're the only entity which was able to involve both business and IT together with HR and finance. Amazing experience. Thank you very much for sharing. How do you plan this agile transformation? How do you start and how did you uh, how did you change the mindset of uh, the customers teams so that you're proceeding with agile on the enterprise level? Well, 
frankly speaking, this is not about going step by step uh, as a predefined steps. So what we did is that when we agreed in June 2020 that we want to give it a try, we said, what is our ambition? So we choose uh, the approach and our approach was to choose uh, some value streams and of course uh, do it based on some cultural hacking. This just brought us to some ambition that we that what we want to do. So, you know, like uh, no commitment, just some uh, high level roadmap. So we want to be successful in this area and that area, and we probably want to do this and that. We did some of the iterations, so we are building it iteratively and incrementally, and we're doing a great feedback loops, feedback sessions. Our sponsors of Agile transformations are at the level of the board. There are two board members, and we come to them on a monthly basis as a sprint review meeting, just to give them the idea like what is happening, and we ask for a mandate to act more. Basically, they're really happy and they're really satisfied with the work we have done so far. But again, it's about learn and improve. It's about uh, fail fast, learn fast. It's about these things. So if we do something which is good, we scale it. And if we do something what is not good, what, what just ended up bad, we just learn from it and we move forward. We don't punish ourselves for mistakes. We're happy we made some because that's the only way we can move forward. How can we make agile practices work well in our everyday life? So once again, a question about the mindset, I guess. Well, yeah, I always said it. It's about adopting a growth mindset that, you know, you challenge the status quo. You don't get just familiar what, of, you know, like there is a process that works for 20 years. So we're going to continue doing that process. So the question is, uh, do we do some, do we do something good? Do we do something bad? So it's about adapting a growth mindset. The other personal tip is that I can give you is to basically uh, lighten your load. So in order to be agile, you need to light on your feet and clear in your mind. So basically what it means is that it's investing in your personal well-being. And of course, it's taking uh, some time to rest, some eating food that you uh, really love, drinking water, you know, and getting plenty of fresh air and exercise. That's something that uh, should help you too. Stephen Covey wrote a book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. There are six habits that are actually about yourself and in, about interdependencies that you need to do to, to become really successful. However, the seventh habit in there is sharpening the saw. And sharpening the saw is mainly about that you have one greatest asset and the greatest asset you have is yourself. So you can be as efficient as possible, but if you don't take care of yourself, you will burn out. So my recommendation towards that is take care of yourself and find also uh, time for yourself. Thank you, Thomas. I'm sure that uh, you have some coaching experience that some people say, wow, agile for 20 years, it's been like a buzzword. I don't want to do that. So how do you do this cultural hacking? We actually get it quite often. I mean, even myself from time to time, uh, I take it as a buzzword, you know, like if you if you face someone and you tell them, oh, we're doing some agile transformation or we're, we're thinking about agile, you can you can hear quite a lot of responsive. The first one can be, oh, wake up. Agile is already dead. Or the second one can be, oh, I know agile and I'm, I'm and I'm perfectly familiar with that. And then you ask two, three questions and you realize that, no, you're not. I'm sorry. But. 
frankly speaking, it's about it's not about theory as such. It's about uh, putting theory into practice. It's about showing the results. Uh, getting more into practical stuff. So I've challenged you with a question, Scrum or Kanban. What uh, um, practical tools do you like to do? You've mentioned morning visit. Something else here? Well, if you if you think of Scrum and and you mentioned it, uh, Scrum comes comes with a very limited sets of meetings, and there to inspect and adapt meetings at the end of every single iteration at every single sprint. And one of them is called retrospective. You can actually you can actually hear quite some negative also information about retrospectives that people get bored at the retrospectives but it's about yourself it's about you as as you approach it because basically we need to constantly improve it's about continuous improvement continuous delivery and the retrospective is a great tool how to overcome some of the challenges and i can give you a great example so when when we started with the program with the first sprint the first sprint was actually like so so nobody had any uh expectations from that so it was working well then we realized uh, that the second sprint was a disaster nothing was delivered it was a chaos it was a mess nothing was working well so we did a quick retrospective at the end of the sprint there was no blaming there was no point fingering there was nothing like that we just named our issues and we started working on them right away and basically since then so sprint three up to sprint 12 there was no bad thing happening and everything was constantly improving everyone understood that basically what we're doing there needs some time to evolve, needs some time to accommodate. And based on these approaches, we managed also other streams to turn into agile and to bring the added value, not only to the customer, but of course to the team too. Thomas, do you have any agile home tips to keep this work-life balance during this pandemic time and uncertainty? It is really hard, and I know it is really hard. It's it's hard for everyone, you know, and it's about spicing it up. You can you can try to come up with nice things, for example, uh, and easy ones. Everyone at the meeting has a camera on. That's one of the solutions that you can uh, choose. For example, we also tried to do, okay, so bring your babies to the call so they can talk to each other, you know? Even for children, it's really, really hard. If you're at home and you have an, an only child, it can be devastating. So basically meeting uh, other children online, it's also one of the one of the solutions that you can you can got, uh, you can try. And basically one last that I can give is that uh, we try to adopt a rule which is called five times late a breakfast is paid. So when you have a daily stand up, for example, or any other uh, events that you do uh, and it starts at 930 and one of your fellow colleagues joins at 931. Well, he is late or she is late. So it means that there is a cross. If you have five crosses, you need to pay a breakfast to uh, others. And it's completely up to you uh, how you're going to approach it. You can order a delivery. You can just, you know, like stand up in the morning uh, a bit uh, earlier than that. Prepare it on your own and just to agree on uh, on the deliveries to ask for the addresses and just to deliver it yourself. There is quite a lot of things that you can do. It's only about your imagination. It's only about 
you as a team, how well do you know each other and how much do you support each other? It's just this th team spirit. Mm -hmm. And when, when we adopted it before the COVID pandemic, it was about that we started with just two teams, right? And people in the office saw that one team is having a breakfast. So they were wondering, oh, what is happening there? Can I have a breakfast too? And again, it was about the method of pool. You don't push it to people. You don't tell them from now on, you need to bring a breakfast once in a 14 days. But it's about having a game. It's about, you know, having the right mindset for that. But if you if you understand it as, yes, now I want the privilege to host my my friends for a breakfast. So I'm going to do my best to do so, then, you know, all the friends within the team, they start to uh, come up with a better solution. So once uh, people order it from one of the fast foods, then the second person just baked at home some cakes. Uh, the third person brought some fruits and vegetables in the morning. So we had it healthy and etc. And it's, it's, it's about it. It's about challenging, challenging each other. Cool attitude. Thank you very much for sharing the details. How can I join? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about it. Let's involve our uh, head of Czech Republic and let's talk about it, how we can also adapt it uh, within a pump Czech Republic. I would say it's going to be great. Yeah, definitely. And you know, I always ask my co-hosts for this three-in-one recommendation. A book, a movie, and a city that impressed you the most so far. You have already mentioned Stephen Cohen, uh, Seven uh, Habits of the Effective highly People. Effective. Yeah, highly effective people. But what other favorites do you have here? Well, as it comes to the book, I would say it's uh, Project to Product by uh, Mick Kirsten worse introduced the flow framework uh for you know like a new way of seeing measuring and managing software delivery as it comes to a movie i'm going to mention all the avengers movies or even like all the marvel movies but avengers definitely and as it comes to the city which impressed me the most it would be uh tbilisi it would be definitely tbilisi why is that well, now I was just thinking about mentioning like Atlanta or uh, Panama City Beach in Florida or something like that. But when you when you see how great the people in Georgia are and how the city looks and like what atmosphere does it have and the churches and, you know, the surroundings of Belize and everything, the cable uh, car which is in there, I just loved it. I just seriously did. So Belize is one of my favorite cities in the world. Nice. Thank you. And is there anything else you want to share with our listeners? Well, maybe I would just tell you to stay safe in this COVID uh, pandemic. Just take about yourself. Think about, you know, like how can you do the self-renewal? Try to walk, try to run, try to do something that you really like and stay out of feeling blue. That would be my recommendation to everyone. Thank you very much, Thomas. So today with Thomas, Agile Agnostic, we have painted the big picture of Agile. Uh, we've uh, discussed how to set up the Agile mindset and we've uh, learned some great examples. As usual, I have a lot of takeaways, but especially today. An Agile mindset 
is essential for a digital and customer-centric organization. Uh, we shouldn't punish ourselves for making mistakes because we learn from them. Time, resources, and scoop are the three legs of the Agile stool. Uh, however, the most important part is definitely partnership and people. That's pretty much it. Thank you very much, Thomas, for such a great talk. Thank you for having me. It's been a great hour talking to you. And again, if anyone would have any questions related to that, feel free to contact me any single time. Thank you, Thomas. And with that, subscribe to our channel on Anchor and stay tuned for our next episode. Bye. Bye-bye.